This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hey there, everyone, and thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. I'm Janice Robinson Celeste, your host and publisher of Successful Black Parenting Magazine. I want you to tell all of your friends and followers about the show. So go to our Facebook page if you're not there already uh, for Successful Black Parenting and share the link with your followers right now. Go ahead, go there, go do that. And let people know you're joining us even better. You can click the options and start a watch party. That's those three little dots in the top right-hand corner of the post on our Facebook page and then hit other options and you'll be able to start a watch party and bring all your friends into our conversation. In addition, make it even better, you can comment on Facebook and I will post the best comments live on air. So it's interactive. You don't have to just sit here and listen to us. You can come on when we're on live and just put your questions, but know that it can take a while for your questions to populate in the backstage area. So ask any questions early, don't wait. And know that our hashtag for the show is hashtag Backtalk. Now, today we are talking with Sadija Smiley. She is the founder and CEO of Stillborn and Infant Loss Support. And the acronym for that is SAILS, like, you know, a sailboat. And she is dedicated to raising awareness and creating a supportive environment for families who have experienced a stillbirth pregnancy or infant loss. Sales was created to honor the life of her daughter, Aviana Salim, what a beautiful name, who was born sleeping November 13, 2003. Sadija has spent her the last 18 years serving in a nonprofit organizations to improve the quality of life and outcomes from, for underserved minority and low-income communities. Um, welcome. We're so glad to have you, Sadija. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm well. I'm excited to be here today. You are so wonderful. I'm so glad you touched on this topic and contacted us because there's so many women um, that have experienced this and are going through it. And even uh, one person told me they could not even listen to the podcast today because it was uh, too tough for them. It really was difficult because they had experienced the loss. Um, but tell us what inspired you to create sales. Sure, sure. And <clears throat> SAILS, as you mentioned, is the acronym for Stillborn and Infant Loss Support. And I really created it um, for two reasons. Uh, one reason was when I lost my daughter, um, I realized that there weren't a lot of resources. Um, I felt isolated. I felt alone. So I didn't want and I felt like no one should ever have to go through this experience alone. So that was the first reason that I created it. Um, and the second reason is to really honor the life of my daughter. One of the things when you have this type of experience is that because you as the mother carry the baby and the father, the parents are closest to the baby because you know, the baby has grown with them over that time. Many people outside of the parents don't really or aren't able to connect with the baby or identify their connection. So once the baby passes, unfortunately, it's really mainly the parents who kind of have all the memories. And so the second reason was so that I could share her memory with my mother, which is her grandmother and my aunts and uncles and cousins, and so that everybody would um, remember her. And so one of the things that's really important to a parent that has experienced a loss is that we never, ever forget the baby. So to keep her memory alive and to encourage others to keep their baby's memories alive. 
Now, can I, can I ask you, uh, was she a stillbirth or did, was she born um, as a live birth and, and then you lost her? What was your story? So um, she actually passed away in utero. I was um, 36 weeks pregnant and um, she passed away. I, I've noticed that her movement had slowed. Um, I wasn't quite sure why when I got to um, the hospital on the 12th, she was born on the 13th, um, on the 12th when I got to the hospital and they did the ultrasound, um, that was when they told me that they couldn't find the heartbeat. And so she passed in utero and I still had to um, go through the labor and delivery process um, and contractions and, and that whole process. But she was delivered, um, what I like to call sleeping, which is stillborn. I'm so sorry. Can you tell our audience who might not know what a stillbirth is because they don't, a lot of people don't understand. They know that it has to do with the baby passing. Um, just talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, with pregnancy loss, there's kind of um, almost like stages. And so people often hear about a miscarriage. And so miscarriages are um, when the baby uh, passes away prior to 20 weeks. Anything greater than 20 weeks is what a stillbirth is the medical term for the stillbirth. And then you have um, stillbirths classified in three different ways, early, um, term, and late. And so an early stillbirth is between 20 and 27 weeks. And then 28 to 36 weeks is your late. And then your term birth, a term stillbirth is 37 and greater. As we know, women um, typically carry a child for 40 weeks. Right, right, right. I read that 71 stillborn babies are um, are in the United States daily. That's what we have. 71 a day. That's a that's a lot of people going through this. And I imagine, especially as the time goes on, I imagine it's never easy. But especially after you carry that for as much as you carried your your daughter for that, you you know are. are bonded already. You're attached and you're looking for all the movements and talking to your baby. So I, I can't imagine what you've been through. So I definitely, I, I give you my, my um, condolences. I just cannot imagine the loss that you felt. Um, but what can family and friends do to support someone who has experienced this type of loss? Because many times we're lost for words. We don't know what to do or say, except for, I'm sorry. Yeah. And one thing really quickly before I answer your question, you mentioned, um, about 70. So one in four pregnancies actually end in a loss. And every year in the United States, about 25,000 babies are stillborn. And so um, even though the numbers you know, are huge and astounding, what I really like to do is um, hone in and express and have people think about the faces and the families attached to those numbers. Mm -hmm. While there's 25,000 babies every year, those 25,000 babies are attached to 25,000 families. So mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, the parent, you have the, the mother, the father, the grandmother, the grandparents. So when you think about that number, it it's huge. It's, you know, the babies are attached. Some families have four sets, four grandparents and, you know, a host of aunts and uncles. And so all of those um, individuals in the family are impacted uh, by that loss. Um, but to answer your question, one of the main things that I think um, family and friends can do is just be there. Um, like you said, oftentimes people don't know what to say. And it's really okay to say, I don't know what to say. I want to be here for you. Um, I, I don't know what to say because we appreciate the presence because it's uncomfortable. Like you said, you had a guest who um, 
is not yet ready to listen to a podcast like this. And so just imagine those people who love you and care for you. They don't want to see you hurting. They don't want you to cry. And oftentimes they'll, you know, try to cheer you up. It's okay. And people make mistakes and say things that they feel like are helpful, but they're really harmful. So if you don't know what to say, just say, you know, I don't know what to say, but I'm going to sit here with you and be okay and comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's a very uncomfortable situation to sit with someone who has just lost their baby, um, to watch them grieve and mourn and experience so much pain. And you know, the other person may feel helpless. Sit there with them. You can watch TV. You can hug them, get some popcorn. Uh, we really just want presence because at that time we feel very lonely. We feel like we have the plague and people don't want to come near us. We feel as though we're being avoided. So really just surrounding your friend or your family member with love and presence is key. Can you give me an example of some of the things people say that they might think is helpful, but is actually not? Because I'm sure people put their foot in their mouths, you know? Yes. And I will also give you an option of what they can say instead that almost conveys okay. kind of the same message. Okay. Um, one of the things that many people say and they don't realize it is um, God had a plan. And, you know, we all have spiritual connections and faith and beliefs. Um, and we know that God or your higher power does have a plan. But saying something like that, his plan was not for me to carry a baby for nine months and not bring her home. That sounds cruel. Um, so to tell someone that God had plans and he, he needed another angel, you know, and then we feel like, well, why didn't he take yours? You know, did you, why did he have to take my baby? You know, right, and right, so right. better things to say is simply, I know this is hard for you. Um, people often say, I know how you feel. My grandfather passed away or my grandmother passed away. One, you, you don't know how I feel. Um, even if you experienced it, even for me, I know how it felt for me, but I can't tell another woman I know how she feels because I don't. Everybody experiences, you know, this, everybody's experience is different. So don't tell them you know how you feel. Don't compare um, your loss with their loss. You know, like I said, you lost your grandmother, your grandfather, because it's totally different. Um, while we are are sad and we have condolences for the other person, at this time, it's, it's my time to grieve and I'm worried about my child and how I feel. Let's not make this about you. Although they have good intentions, right? They're just trying to share that they've experienced some things and they've gotten over it. Uh, one of the other hurtful things is um, at anything that starts with at least, at least you have other children, at least you know you can get pregnant, at least you know this, it minimizes the pain that we're experiencing and you totally cancel out the fact that this is still my child and whether I have five children or 20 children, no one wants to lose any of them. Yeah. Um, so those are some of the main things that a lot of people say. I had a feeling that was what you were going to say, because <laughs> uh, it's, it's like you said, they don't know what to say. So a lot of times they'll put their foot in their mouth and maybe even as they're saying it or after they're like, well, I shouldn't have said that, yeah. you know, but then it's too late. It's already been released. Um, so um, let me ask you, how did you get through your pregnancy loss? Because you said you were by yourself at this time, pretty much where you felt alone and you started this whole organization because of that. How did you manage? Um, I have to be honest when I'm talking with people, I, I always explain it, it wasn't easy. And, you know, this actually this week, three days ago was the 16th. 
um, anniversary of my my door my George's angelversary um, on Wednesday. So it took me a really long time to get to a point where one I could talk about it. Um, I did have another daughter almost a year to date right after I lost my first daughter. And so <clears throat> even though I was caring for my other daughter, those first five years are kind of a blur for me. I was just, I guess on autopilot, I was in college. So I still had to, I was in my third year, my junior year. So I needed to, I wanted to go back. I wanted to finish. So I was going to school. I got pregnant again. I was trying to make sure that I got through that pregnancy. And so I was just going, going, going. Um, and then at some point I had to face the pain and the fact that, you know, I was without my baby. And once I decided that, okay, you know, I have to deal with this one, if I want to help other people and let them know that this is something that you can get through, you don't ever get over it, you do get through it and you can manage that I had to face the pain that I was experiencing myself. And um, so I went to therapy. I, um, I went to therapy. I, you know, talked with my therapist. I started before I went to individual therapy, I went to groups and I didn't talk. I just went and I just sat and I listened because like you mentioned, I felt alone, but being in these group spaces let me know that I was not alone. And even though I wasn't ready to share my story and my pain, listening to other people um, was very therapeutic and helpful for me. And then that was when I got ready to talk was when I started going to individual therapy because I still wasn't ready to talk, you know, in a group. And over time, it got a little easier. Um, the more I share my story, as you probably can still hear, my voice still trembles, you know, when I do talk about it. So it still is very painful. But the more I shared my story, <clears throat> the um, better I feel in terms of the impact for other people, because there's a lot of people who, who can't talk, who won't talk, or just they're just not interested in speaking, but it doesn't mean that, you know, they're not feeling the pain and, and they haven't had this experience. So having the, being able to be a voice to let other people know that they're not alone is very healing for me as well. Okay, no, that's it, I understand. Um, let me ask you, you said you were going to college. What can I ask you what you were majoring in at the time? Psychology. Psychology. My major was psychology and my minor was criminal justice. Okay, cool. I also wanted to know, um, basically when you did that, how did you know that you needed to deal with your pain? Like, how did you know? I, I, um, the, my mental health was severely declining. Um, I couldn't concentrate in school. And like I said, I was, had given birth and raising another child and I, I wasn't fully present for her, um, physically and mentally. And I wasn't sleeping. Um, I was barely functioning. And I, I knew that the reason, the root cause of it was the experience I had, but I wasn't yet ready to face it. So I really went to get help to find out what was wrong with me. Um, cause I still wasn't able, willing to face that the reason I was having these experiences and, and the sleepless nights and nightmares was because I had lost my daughter. Mm. So it, it's a, it's a really difficult um, experience and you can, you can almost get sucked into it because people don't often think about or realize that when you lose a baby, it's not just losing that baby, right? You, you've lost 
kindergarten, you've lost first two, first steps, proms, wedding, like it's a whole lifetime that you're grieving and you're mourning, not just the baby. Um, just hold on one second. I'm going to have to block somebody, it looks like, because I've never had anybody so insensitive. I'm sorry about this. I'm going to take a break because you guys know we have a lot of evil in this world. And I won't mention, but I'm going to, um, dude, you're going to be blocked. I just need you to know that. Um, yeah, you cannot be on this page doing this. I just need you to know that. So, um, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> have, a good, have a good day and don't come back. You're not welcome here. Um, I'm not sure if I can do this right this second, but either way, I will. He will be gone. Um, if we, if I can't do it right now, just ignore it and uh, I'll get to it. Um, and I apologize. You know, we have evil, right? Yeah. So just ignore that. Um, so you did have other children and, and, and how do you have, uh, you have a daughter, as I understand you said you had a daughter. Have two, two, yes, have I have two, two rainbow girls. babies. How mm -hmm. old are they? Um, 16 or oh, 15. She just turned 15. And then my youngest is 10. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you got to experience, you know, all the things that you um, were talking about earlier that you would miss so that you can, you know, at least have that with that them. And then I know it's, it's hard. I know it's difficult. Um, let's see. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, what healing looks like. I know you helped other people. Like what other things can women do to heal from uh, this type of situation? I think the the main thing, one of the things is really to <clears throat> be honest with yourself and your family about how you're feeling. Um, mm -hmm. Oftentimes, and even still to this day, I'll say, I'm okay, or it's fine. And I'm, inside, I'm, I'm really not. And people, awesome. as much as they you know, want to help you, when you say you're okay, many people don't want to impose and, and probe and say, well, I know you're not okay. So really be honest with yourself and um, with those that are around you so that they can help you and being ready to talk about it when talking about it when you're ready don't allow or feel pushed because someone else is sharing their story that um, you have to share yours um, don't rush yourself um, like I said, it took the first five years were kind of wiped out. And I was I didn't start the organization and really start talking about my daughter and my journey until probably like 2016, maybe 15. And it happened in 2003. So that's 12 years, you know, out. So really um, be patient with yourself. Take it minute by minute. People say day by day, but sometimes it's just getting to that next minute or that next hour. Um, give yourself grace. Like I said, you've um, lost a lifetime of dreams with this child. And so it's gonna take some time for you to really get to a point where you can acknowledge the baby and the things that you lost. Rest, rest. Don't feel rushed to get back to work or you know, back to, to life. And um, I say life because people say, oh, when is when I'm back to normal, your normal is gonna be different than what it was before. Um, so just don't rush yourself, be patient with yourself, be kind, find, some, find your outlet. For me, it was writing. I wrote letters to my daughter. I wrote letters to the people who I thought were really mean 
and rude and said things that were not helpful. I wrote letters you know, to them. I wrote letters to God. I was very angry with him about things. I just, so writing was very therapeutic and expressive for me. And it's helpful because when you write what you're feeling that next month, or even sometimes the next day, you go back and you can see how far you've come with your emotions, your feelings, and see your accomplishments and your forward progress, although you sometimes feel stuck. So I would encourage folks to find, you know, write or find their outlet that's really healing as well. Good. I think all those things are, are really appropriate and perfect. We have one um, person here I want to put up. She said she lost her, her grandson, which is, like you said, a different ex experience than from mom to grandparents. But like you said, they're all involved, right? And um, some of the things that um, she wanted to know, she said, I asked her if it was better to say I have three grandsons or would that be a constant reminder? Because mm -hmm. people don't want to always remind you. And she said she was unsure yet, but one of the things uh, they did was to keep necklaces of his ashes around their neck. And I could totally see doing that. That seems like because you're keeping them close to your heart, right? Absolutely. So, so um, what, do, what do your parents say? Or do they say they have um, three grand, uh, granddaughters because you have two other daughters? Yeah. So one thing too, um, thank you for sharing that, Miss um, Camille, I believe it says, because with the grandparent, it's, it's almost like a double loss because not only have they lost their grandchild, they've lost a part of their child as well. And so they're grieving twice over because they're grieving the loss of their grandchild. And they're also trying to help their child get through this process. And as a parent, we immediately want to rush to our kids. We want to hold them. We want them to feel better. Um, and so it's almost like twice over. So it's really difficult as a parent to watch your child go through the loss of their child. So I commend you, Camille, for being, for asking, is it okay to say I have three grandsons? Um, for my mom, um, she acknowledges her granddaughter. And again, that first five years when I say it was a blur, I didn't talk about her. Nobody talked about her, not my mother, my father. Um, you know, my daughter's father, my husband at the time, no one really talked about her. So I would have loved for someone to ask me, is it okay to mention her name? Can I say I have two granddaughters or three granddaughters? Um, so having that conversation is helpful. Now, my mother talks about her as an angel. My grandmother has always has also passed away and I have an aunt. And so we talk a lot about the three of them up there having parties and them laughing and joking. Um, but I always tell people that I have, I have three daughters. I have two here on earth and one in heaven. And I think that that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We also have um, Donna. She said um, something very positive to you here. She said, you're amazing. Thank you for everything you do for the lost community and for giving us a voice, a place to feel like we aren't alone. I think that's a, a great commendation for you because you are doing wonderful work out there and to help people heal. Now, let me ask, because that was a great segue um, for, um, uh, for you to, uh, talk about how people can support your mission and how they can get involved. Yes, absolutely. So, um, our mission again is to raise awareness about this issue. It is a public health issue, I believe. So there's a couple of, um, different facets around, not only is it an emotional and mental health issue, it's, it's a health, a public health and a physical health issue as well. Um, so we are looking always for folks to join in with our um, events and activities. They can go onto our website at www 
bornandtosilence.org. Um, check out our website. Um, they can donate, always accepted as a nonprofit agency. We're always accepting donations to help offset costs of some of the events and things that we do. Um, they can, when you're shopping, it's holiday season now. So when you're on Amazon doing your shopping, Amazon has um, Amazon Smile, which is where you can pick a nonprofit organization and a portion of your um, purchase will go towards the nonprofit. It doesn't come any, out of your pocket. Amazon donates their proceeds, a percentage of the proceeds to the nonprofit you pick. So go to smile.amazon.com and make sure you pick Stillborn and Infant Law Support as the agency that you want to donate to. Um, and you can always volunteer to help out at our events. We're here um, in Maryland. We have two champion events every year, our Survivors Summit and our Celebration. And so we're looking for volunteers to help with those. And then we have some events that happen throughout the year. So follow us you know, on all social media, check out our website, stay connected. Donna, thank you um, for your kind words. Donna has been to an event of ours as well and we connected. Social media is very powerful. <laughs> um, people use it for the wrong things a lot of times, but uh -huh. there is some good that comes out of it. You make connections. Um, with people and your you make long lifelong and lasting friends um so you know that's powerful too so donate volunteer your um talents your your gifts and when you're shopping so on amazon select still an infant loss support to receive a percentage of your purchase costs yeah so no i i, I want everybody to go there now i think that's awesome because you have the option at the, at the top of amazon to pick a nonprofit for your um, purchases to go to. So I think that's perfect. Um, what is the one thing that you want women to know who may be experiencing the loss of an unborn child or deliver a, a stillbirth? Through a stillbirth, I should say. The one thing that I want women to know is it's not your fault. Um, mm -hmm. We blame ourselves and we get caught up in that. I should have known. How come I didn't feel this? Why didn't I know this? I was so stressed out. I let this happen. I let that happen. I really want women to know that it's not your fault. Um, I really want women to know that you still are a mother mm -hmm. um, because you don't hold your baby in your arms and in your heart instead doesn't make you any less of a woman and it doesn't make you any less of a mother. Um, you are a mother, you have a child, you have children, you've mothered them, you've carried them, and you love them, and you will continue to love them. Reach out for support if you feel, you know, um, isolated or you feel deserted and you feel alone. Um, there's support and help out there for you. Please reach out. And again, it is not your fault. There was nothing you could do any more wrong or any more right. Um, just remember that again, it's, it's not your fault. Oh, I, I think that's great advice. And um, please make sure you contact her. I'm gonna put the uh, website back up here and um, you can talk to her directly. Um, let me see, hold on, there it is. There it is up there. Um, and if you have been through this, you know, you can always comment later. If you uh, want to, to go to that website, go to amazon.com. These are all the things that can help this cause. So I really uh, appreciate you being here, Sadija. So thank you for coming on our show. We're out of time, but I'm so happy to have you. 
Thank you. And thank you for having me and allowing me to speak for other mothers and put a voice to the experience. And we are mothers. We are still mothers. Thank you. Oh, right, right. Well, I, I, again, I would love to have you back again to talk about this um, for even further, because it seemed like the time just went, didn't it? It just mm-hmm. went so fast. Went and uh, I want to thank you all for who participated, asked questions, those who are listening to the audio podcast. Um, thank you all for joining Successful Black Parenting Magazine and Back Talk, the podcast talk show for parents. Um, you're awesome for being part of our extended family. If you missed part of the show, no worries. You can just wait a few minutes and click the replay of this podcast, share it with anyone who needs to hear it. And you know, everyone knows someone who needs to hear this because as you said, it's you know one in four uh, people lose um, their child in, in some sort of pregnancy loss, whether it's early on or, or later on with a stillbirth. So this is our last broadcast for the year. I will be on hiatus until the end of January because of the holidays. I take a long vacation, y'all. So catch up and share our previous podcasts with friends, host watch parties. You can do that even with the older ones on Facebook and let me know what you think. I loved getting this feedback from you guys so I know what you want to hear, what you want to see. I want to make sure I give you exactly what it is you need. Um, So go to our Facebook page at Black Parenting One and sign up for notifications so you don't miss when I go live in 2020. And one more thing, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Black Parenting One. You can remember one because we were the first national parenting magazine imprint ever. And on Instagram at Black Parenting Magazine. Our website is also full of good content to help you to not just survive. We want you to thrive, guys. So I'm going to put our website up here too. And and be sure to rate our podcast until next time. Take care of yourself because you never know when the world will need you. So guys, see you later. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. You can help us to level up by supporting this podcast. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm and search for Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting and then hit the button that actually says support this podcast. I want you to go there now. Go, 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 go. And thank you ahead of time. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.